Potty mouth, Noel Calm. <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't expecting that. Apologies if that offended anybody. Um, big shout out to our Jane and our Sam and our Ashley listening in the kitchen. Lovely to hear from you all. Have a fabulous evening. Um, right, I'm going to have a chat now to my studio guests. My first studio guest of the show. I've got another set of studio guests in the second hour of the show. We're going to be talking about Encrinyuk, so it's going to get all trad. This, though, is all about the rock. Uh, we've got Call Me Amore in the studio. Jeff and Harry are with us. Um, Harry, there's been quite a lot going on. Uh, for one thing, you've been on a tour. And when I say on a tour... I don't mean round the Isle of Man. Tell us where you got to, because you went all over the place, didn't you? We did, yeah. We, we actually did two tours back Come to back. Come a bit closer to the microphone. Oh, Thank sorry. you. Yeah, we did uh, two tours back to back. So we did one in April, and then I think we had about a week and a half off, and then we did one in May. So the one in April, we were supporting uh, a band called The Hara, uh, H-A-R-A. Um, they kind of got big around after, just after COVID finished. They were like uh, got put on all the big festivals. They're kind of like prodigy meets, uh, what would you say, like... Jeff, they're like kind of, I mean, prodigy inspired, but they seem to be blowing up in the UK right now. They're really prodigy, I think, is the best way. Yeah, really cool band. So check them out. So we went on tour with them all around the UK, um, just kind of all the major A cities. And Uh, how do you get a a tour like that with a band like that? How did that come about? So most most of the tours we get are like I used to be in a a band called Yashin years ago. Um, So a lot of it is who you know, um, really, uh, for anyone to take anything that you say or message seriously. Um, so there's elements of that, um, but yeah, uh, so straight after the horror, we then went on tour with an American band called Pop Evil, uh, and that was in the UK and Europe. Um, so with all those dates, I can't remember exactly where, but we did like, uh, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, Munich, Cologne, um, Paris, uh, Manchester, Glasgow, London, Birmingham, um, gosh, Glasgow. Glasgow. Dare I ask who the best audiences were? Uh, Germany. 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 Germany really straight back. away. It Germany. was unbelievable. Yeah, wow. we 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 want to just uh, we want to get to Europe as much as possible. Um, and yeah, we actually are going back. Uh, we found out yesterday. So definitely Germany. We want to we want to. Uh, yeah, I think we might sign with a label out there as well called Circular Wave. Uh, they've asked to sign us. So the fact that we're going back there more and more, we'll probably we'll probably sign with them and make that more our you know our, our our territory to hit uh just as much as the uk if not more and how does it work now with labels because it's a very different scene now than Completely. it was like 10 years ago isn't it yeah so f- fortunately um most people kind of younger bands or even even older bands want to sign a deal because they want that big payday you know so they can maybe make it a living or uh you know maybe maybe just they can just make it a living but like it doesn't really work like that anymore no one's gonna offer any kind of rock bands like half a million pound million pound deals like they used to back in the day um so it's so important now all the elements to to kind of make money whether it's like from merchandise or monetizing your youtube videos tiktok videos um all sorts of things like video subscriptions things like that um but one thing that labels do very well uh when you get to a certain level is is taking um kind of all the workload off the band so being in a band i mean 
just to do a tour. You have to sort out your tour bus. You have to sort out all of the artwork for the tour. You have to sort out your sound engineer. You have to sort out your guitar techs. You have to sort out all of the hotels, all of the travel, all of the gas, all of the promotion. Like there's so much that goes into it, which most people don't realize. Um, so labels can come in and take care of all of that and streamline everything for you and kind of put it in hands of the best PR agencies in those territories. So they'll, they've been doing it for years. So they still are valuable in terms of um, making a band kind of boom or pop as opposed to you you guys just playing aimlessly a bunch of shows they'll target you and, and point you in the right direction more so, so I suppose say. the difference though is that the, the marketing side of it the promotion side of it a lot of that falls onto the, the, the hands of the bands really now doesn't it with social media yeah um, the bands and then PR companies which normally are you know part of uh, bigger labels will have that in house like good PR companies so radio pl- radio pluggers TV uh, magazine, um, digital, um, things like that. So they've still got a place. Well, listen, we're going to hear um, a song now, and then we're going to chat more with the guys. But, Jeff, we're going to hear Blackout first. Tell us a little mm. bit about this, then, before we hear it. Blackout. Um, it was written a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, it was just like a basic idea that we had written on Logic at Home and Studio, and then the two of us got together and kind of battled it out and I mean it, we kind of had a finished version then it got chopped and I think that's the way it works like I'll come up with something Harry will come in and take something out <laughs> just, How rude. And then, he's not bitter he's not bitter at all about that just to, just to get his stamp on it but yeah and I mean I think we just go backwards and forwards until we're both happy with it yeah. Um, and yeah and that was one that we, we came up with and we were really happy with it it's changed a lot since we recorded it once in a studio in York in Inner Sound um and then we went back and recorded it again. And I think you redid the vocals and stuff, yeah. didn't you? So, but so it's a lot of work. Finished product, it's yeah, the first, finished first single off the EP. Yeah. And um, it's been getting some really good play, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's awesome. We've, got, we've had Radio One, Kerrang, um, a lot of diff- a couple of the d- different DJs have playlisted it, which is nice, like Alex Holcomb and uh, Nels. Um, so, yeah. Great. So, well, let's hear it and then we will chat more with Call Me More. This is Blackout. I'm not okay, a better me is over 
So good. That is Call Me A More and Blackout. We're going to chat more with the guys in just a few minutes, uh, but I'm going to break down and play something that uh, I, I do have on my system and they like. So we're going to put Nothing But Thieves' latest one on and then we're going to chat more with the guys after this. Uh, just want to say a shout-out to Dan the Man and Faye driving Millie back to the creek. Any other messages, 166-177 or email studio at manxradio.com. This is Nothing But Thieves Overcome. I don't want to fight my money's in a bag in the back for you The future's overdue, yeah I know that Turn the engine on or some blaring out a damn radio Singing I need to know, no turning back
is the latest from Nothing But Thieves. It was my third song a couple of weeks ago now. That is called Overcome. Um, Harry Radford's a big fan of Nothing But Thieves. We were just having a chat off air there, Harry. I'm fascinated by the fact you said these are that's one of those groups that work with songwriters. It's not just them. And I was intrigued by this because I watched the uh, Lewis Capaldi documentary to get an idea of, you know, kind of like, I know it's a big, heavy story, his story. And it was interesting to see that as soon as he made it, he was immediately put in with a whole group of songwriters. And you mm-hmm. think, that's interesting, because surely they trust you then if you've already made it to be able to write your own songs. But apparently this, this does happen quite a lot. Yeah, uh, just like anything, I guess la- labels are businesses and they are there to make money. So um, if they're going to sign someone and put a bunch of money behind them, they want to recoup that money. So if they have, there are songwriting formulas like, Max Martin, who wrote for, you know, Britney Spears, uh, all the Backstreet Boys songs, and he's even written songs like Bullet for My Valentine, you know, like there, there, it's undeniable that there are formulas to writing very great songs. So I guess it's just protecting their investment or wanting that person to monetize more, have more hits or to sharpen up his own, their own songwriting skills, uh, I guess. Wow. Yeah. How, how would you feel about doing something like that? I mean, the thing is, you two work together anyway, <clears throat> don't you, writing? Yeah. So what what would it be like if you then got dumped in a studio with other songwriters? I think I think we've mentioned it before. Yeah. I'm sure we've talked about it from songwriters that Harry's known in other bands. Yeah. It's, it's, a sort of, it, it's good to have that kind of input because you can get a bit lazy with your songwriting or think you've got this amazing idea and then you know having someone else come in and change it a bit it opens your ears up and you think oh right it's actually really good so you're not precious about what you write no i mean i'm we're precious about our own ideas but i love hearing other people's take on it as well yeah if you have like i don't think there's anything wrong with guidance like but i mean if someone's gonna help your art kind of reach more people from you just not I don't know, just opening your mind a little more or coloring outside your lines. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, but when I was younger, I'd be like, no, that's cheating. And like, that's not cool. <laughs> but uh, now, I, you know, I'm up for working with anyone if it feels, uh, if it feels right. Okay, I like that answer. Well, listen, we're going to go through your, your number ones now. This is a, the new feature here on uh, Live Lounge where essentially I throw a whole load of questions at you that are related to number ones or firsts. Okay, so... Um, do you want me to go to Jeff first? I don't, first? Get, the Is first. That I don't the get the last one still. All right. It doesn't matter. We don't, have to, we don't have to go with that one. So, okay. The first thing I'm going to ask you then, Jeff. All right. Right. What was the first album you bought and what format was it? Was it um, CD, vinyl, cassette? No I, uh, no, I think it might have been vinyl. I think it was nice. ZZ Top. Ooh, good choice. Eliminator. And were yeah. you really little and it was because it, it yeah. just made you rock yeah, out? Yeah, that and I think I had Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, which I... I never. I don't like that anyway. But I don't know why I bought it at the time. But cool artwork. Um. Yeah. Maybe that, that could was be. It. Yeah. Kiss as, a kid. as well. I bought Kiss. I think that was actually the very first cassette I bought. It was on cassette. It was Kiss. Um. It was like a Japanese import album. It was just. Ooh, it was purely fancy. for the artwork and the picture of them with yeah. all the makeup on. That's what. Yeah, I used to buy so many albums because of the cover. Mm. So yeah. many. Like you'd never hear them, and then you'd. Yeah. What about you, Harry? What was the first one you bought, and what format was it? Uh, it, it was Papa Roach. Uh, it was in it was Infest, and I bought it on CD. And I got it from uh, I think I got it from like a Virgin Megastores uh, in New Jersey. Oh, um, very cool! And okay. I think I bought it at the same time Eminem's Marshall Mathers EP. So <gasps> that's it's, a good one. Yeah, it's both of those. On that is CD. a really good one. Okay, uh, first memory of live music. Do you remember what that was, Jeff? First memory of live music. I think. I mean, I know I saw Toya Wilcox, but I was way too young to remember actually seeing her i think the first memorable gig i went to was guns and roses at wembley stadium wow and i was i think i was like 
17 and my mum and dad just let me go to London with my sister who was a year older than me which is crazy to think about just letting a teenager go off to London on your own to into a stadium to see Guns N' Roses but yeah That's awesome. that was a memorable gig and what about you Harry? Uh, mine's memorable for a different reason really not for the music I mean I, I, it was to see the hives I went with like all my school friends and we all it was like our first gig to go and we went to go watch the hives because we'd because we'd seen hate to say i told you so on on kerrang so we went to see that and we all stayed in like uh like my buddy's dad stayed in an apartment next door and we all all the lads like shared this apartment and we were like i don't know 14 15 or something and we remember i remember us getting like loads of crates of beer and getting really drunk and we bought some fireworks and we lit the fireworks up and launched them outside a window like don't try this at home kids in the center of manchester (laughs) and they were out they were out going out behind a car it was going like they were launching to the sky but it was over a car park next thing we know we hear a knock at the door and um you know i was none the wiser i didn't know what's going on i was this was the first time i was drinking beer and then one of my friends comes over to me and goes harry the door's for you and because i was drunk i was like oh okay like obviously i know no knew no one in manchester i'd never been there before and i went to the door and there are two police officers there (laughs) I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But um, luckily, they didn't come in because if they did come in, they would have seen our like our beer pyramids that we built with all the empty cans. But uh, again, don't yeah. try this at home, kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Very good. good well, times. listen, one more question, then we're going to hear one more of your songs. Um, so, uh, your ne- the next question is the only other one I'm going to ask you because we're running out of time. Otherwise, um, your very first gig performing. Do you remember what that was? What band it was? And what do you remember about it? And turn your phones off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go on then, Jeff. Um, what was yours? First gig. I think it was in Bushies. Um, oh, what a venue. A, yeah. Underclass was the name of the band. Oh, I remember yeah. Underclass. And we were rehearsing for a year solidly. And a I was year. just, yeah. And I was too much of a, I don't know, a bit bit scared to get on stage. But at the same time, I, was, I wanted it to be perfect. I didn't want anything to go wrong. And the drummer at the time, Mike Stevens, he was like, I'm going to get a gig. Oh, no, he rang us. That was it. He rang us from Bushies and said, we've been offered a support slot tonight if we play it. If you say no, I'm leaving the band and that's it. I'm done. I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so we have to, we're literally forced into doing it, but I'm Pressure. glad. Yeah. I'm glad he did do that. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. Oh, amazing. Well, listen, we'll get yours in a minute, Harry. But first up, we're going to hear uh, your next single, which um, I can't say what it's actually called. I suppose the radio edit we're calling what? I'm Lost. Is that what we're calling that's it, it, Harry? Uh, and it's featuring Lin, Lin, Lena Dre. Lena Dre from Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. An awesome singer uh, from, from stateside. Excellent. Well, let's hear this. And if you've got any questions for the guys, one double six and one double seven, they're here for another few minutes, and we're going to hear something live from them as well. This is Call Me a More. I'm lost, shall we say? And I've been living someone else's life, another bottle and another line. Take the skin right from my bones Yeah, I'll probably die alone Tell me how did I become so numb When everybody's around me having fun Dances and a glass of dumb Does it hurt to play alone? Somebody help me just to wonder 
I'm giving my best life All these bitter people cause I'm high Success confess it's new to me But who am I supposed to be? What I'm taking, it ain't shaking What I demonize Popping triggers, do I live and let die? All these creatures that are killing me to get inside Threw away my heart so you can't get mine So rude, but not really, because it was bleeped. And obviously, you've got no idea what they're actually saying. You can't tell at all, can you? Anyway, that is the latest single from Call Me Amore. Uh, we're saying it's called I'm Lost, but that's not what you're going to look for when you look it up. Um, and it's also been getting some excellent uh, response and played all over the place. Radio One, various BBC introducing, all over the place. It's excellent. So listen, we're going to hear something live from Call Me Amore now, and then we'll have a super quick chat with them afterwards to find out what's next for them. Uh, I've had a message in from Critch who says, uh, Hi to Harry and Jeff, I'm off to Silly Moose. Call Me Amore were fab when they played there last oh, year. Um, yeah, Jeff will see you there, Critch. Uh, what are we going to hear live, though? Come forward, Harry, and tell us what we're going to hear now. Uh, this was actually the first single we ever released as a band. Uh, it's called Tourniquet. Amazing. I remember this very well indeed. So we have Harry and Jeff from Call Me Amore <clears throat> playing live in the studio. Take it away, guys.
tear me apart, stitch me back up. I've fallen so far. I'll show you my scars. I'm under attack. You've stolen my protection and damaged my perfection. Absolutely brilliant. That was uh, Call Me More and Turner K. Uh, we're pretty much out of time, guys. So uh, just super quick then, Harry. Uh, where where can we find you? Where can we get your music? When's the album going to be out? Are you doing an album? Tell us more. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify or any live music or any music platforms. And we're going to be going back on tour in the UK and Europe in November uh, uh, and December. We're going to be going to Brussels, Amsterdam, Lyon, Zurich, Vienna, Munich, Cologne, Prague, Warsaw, Berlin, Hamburg, Frankfurt, Paris, <laughs> Nottingham, <laughs> Manchester, London, Birmingham and Glasgow. So uh, we'll I be announcing that. that in a couple of weeks. We'll be heading out with uh, a big American band that we can't say at the moment. But if you want to come see us live, uh, this is what we live it's, to It's do not Justin Bieber then. It's not Justin Bieber, I'm afraid, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having Thanks you with us. Thank us. you so much. All the very best in the next hour.